Hello, principals, and welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I'm an educational leader in Oregon and an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center with Rachel. So Adam and I are so excited to be bringing you all this NAESP Principal Podcast so we can talk about real ideas with some amazing principles to help your leadership get stronger and more innovative. And we have a treat for you today. A hundred percent. So today on the show, we have Brian Campbell. Get out your phone, go to your computer, wherever you Twitter, and just go to bcampbell70. It'll be linked in the show notes as well, but just be Campbell like the soup, uh, two L's and then 70 uh, and follow Brian. I've known Brian uh, for like probably 10 years, Brian. I mean, I feel like a yes. long time yeah. we've hung out, we've run together, I think at an NASP conference and uh, just super excited to have you on the podcast. So Brian, for the people that don't know who you are, introduce yourself, tell us where you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Uh, my name is Brian Campbell. I'm the elementary principal at Maplecrest Elementary, which is in Lebanon, Missouri. Um, our, my building is a second and third grade center. So we just have the two grade levels, but we have over 600 students. So we're a large building with a small kind of scope there. So it's a great age. Yeah, you kind of pack them in there. I've been to your school, which is cool. And they've kind of added on throughout the years. And I remember uh, walking around with you last summer and uh, it was like the original, like the original schoolhouse because, yes. you know, there's, there's development now where you are in Lebanon, but I'm guessing... Um, when the school was built, what was the year it was built? I forget. I mean, I uh, 1948. And you said kids used to walk home for lunch. That's how yeah, like there, old, old there, school it was. <laughs> yeah, there was just classrooms. There was no cafeteria or anything. So in 1948, they went home for lunch. I love so. that. Hey, kids, back in yeah. the day when I went to school, we used to go home, you know, like. I didn't I'm, know that existed. I'm blown uh, yeah. away right now. <laughs> Getting home for lunch. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So awesome. Yeah, and the building's been added on, too, and you have an awesome new auditorium, um, which is really cool. So, hey, the first question we have, Brian, yep. who, do you, who do you learn from? My gosh, there's so many people who learn from Um you know, at my teachers in my building, I learn from them every day. They're always doing amazing things. So being in classrooms and just seeing the amazing things they're doing. Um, another person to learn from is your kids, my students. Um, you know, I had I was working on a discipline the other day and some kid was telling me a thing he was doing and I had no idea what he, you know, I was kind of worried and scared of what he was going to do. But it was a TikTok thing, which I was unfamiliar with. So it actually wasn't a bad thing. It was a good thing. So um, learning from students, um, learning from my teachers, uh, my colleagues, you know, anything social media wise, um, anybody on Twitter, the world's just wide open. We can just catch up with anybody at any time. Um, so that's a great, a great resource there. So I'm curious, um, out of the things that you've learned from all the different people you listed, what's been the most powerful lesson that you've picked up recently? Oh, gosh. I know, I'm putting you um, on the spot. <laughs> I know, that's a heavy question. Um, you know, sometimes people say, don't worry about the small stuff. And then um, some people say, do worry about the small stuff. So I usually pick up on the small stuff and just kind of file it away for a later time. Um, so I always... I always look at the small stuff, but be bold um, is probably my my phrase I'm um, on right now. Somebody mentioned that to me here a while back. You know, just be bold. Go do it. Be bold. Um, so that's kind of my 
That's good. Motto right now, let's do it. Be let's bold. Do it. Was that yeah. in reference to something specific or just in general? It was just in general. Got it. Yeah. Got it. But I took it to something specific. So <laughs> we're, we're moving forward with that. Make <laughs> it fit where you're at. That's so true. Yeah. It's different, different spots in the season that you're in for sure. All right. So speaking of being bold, one of the things that you've been bold about is that you've been at your school a really, really long time. So I want you to tell our audience and our listeners how long you've been in your building, because that is pretty amazing. And also what advice you have for principals when it comes to having that longevity within our school community. Yeah, um, I was a third grade teacher in a neighboring district, uh, and the Lebanon is the district I'm in currently. Um, the job came open, and I was like, well, I can do that. It's a little commute from where I live. I'm like, could do that, get some experience. I think we've kind of all been there. Um, and so that's what I did. Um, and I just a natural fit from the building from the second I started there as assistant principal. I started as assistant principal. Um, and right now I'm finishing my 15th year um, there. Um, I still commute, um, which is great. Um, so I've been the head principal for the past six years, and I was assistant for nine. Um, and it's just a great place, and I plan to probably finish there. So um, as far as longevity, um, a lot of that is just building relationships, relationships with kids, parents. Um, I have so many kids that, well, I actually have kids coming through now who um, I know their parents, you know, from when they were students. Um, kind of that season was starting on me. Um, <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I'll call a parent and I'll, it'll be somebody I've had, you know, at Maplecrest in the beginning. So that's, that's a new season. But building those relationships with families, um, especially in our in our district, because our we have a attendance center. So I just have second and third grade. So I only have kids for two years. Um, and so they're just moving on all the time. Um, and all of our buildings are set up that way. But you just have to have that relationship with the family. And it just um, it just builds on that. And then... Um, I'm a big relationship person with my teachers. I have, I have paras um, in my building that have worked there longer than me. And, you know, there's a lot of us that have worked there longer than me. Um, it's just a great place to be. And that's all about the culture and um, just having those relationships. So speaking of culture, Brian, I have a culture question. So I've been lucky enough to have been to your school and I've worked with your teachers and I, I've walked the building and you just have this amazing feel in your building with staff and you know you've been to schools rachel you've been to schools and you you feel it or you don't Maplecrest has that feeling how do you get to that place as a school leader and we know there's like a hundred things that go into that but how do you get to that place or how did you what did you do to to get to that place you know you hear that um i hear that all the time um, from parents, teachers, you <laughs> just said that. And, you know, um, so that's a proud feeling because that's the way we want it to be. You know, I'm not sure if there's one thing, like, you know, there's not one thing we've done. Um, it's just um, being real. I think, you know, I think you said that earlier, but um, we're real. Um, we are just honest and real. Um, our building is old and, and new. Um, no two rooms in our building are really alike. And no, do, no two people in our building are really alike. And I just think that comes um, just a great team that we put together. Um, we celebrate everybody's differences and um, similarities. And just, we just go to bat for anybody. Um, we are awesome in a tragedy. I mean, I hate to say that, but, um, you know, we've had a few tragedies over the years. Um, and that just really brings us together. Um, you know, when something happens to bring our building down, it's never stronger. 
um, than it is in those moments. So that's a proud thing to see too. Very true. So I'm curious, was the culture like this when you came into the building as an AP or was it something that was developed over time? It was not. Um, when I came in as the AP, um, the principal came in, we um, didn't know each other or never met each other. And she had actually been a teacher there um, in years past and went away and had come back. Um, so the culture was not good at all when we um, started there. And that was kind of our directive, fix the culture. Um, that was our directive from central office for the first thing, you know, you guys need to fix the culture. Um, and so we were just a dynamic team right from day one. And, and so we did that. And we just try to continue that all the time. I love it. I'm like the queen of follow-up questions today, apparently. That's yeah. normally not my jam, but you have me enthralled. So what I have, like, <laughs> I have a follow-up. Follow I have a follow-up. So I oh, also know, too, that, okay, so you started as the AP. Now you're the principal. I know your former AP, she's awesome. And she left to go somewhere else. And you just hired a new AP who's equally as awesome was your instructional coach. How do you keep it going when you have people leave and people come in? I know, Rachel, you and I get that question a lot in the work that we do. How do you make sure that they bring in their uniqueness and their ideas, but also fit within that Maple Crest Lebanon mold and to continue the good thing that you've developed? Yeah, that's hard. And that always um, scares me, you know? Um, so, you know, just... I don't know that there's one good answer about how we keep that. Um, you know, I think um, they're just enthralled. They just get um, my, Stacy's my assistant now and um, she is um, getting a job back in her home districts because she has four children and it's a lot on her. Um, and so super happy for her, um, but she's super, super sad to be leaving, you know, um, and we're super sad to lose her, but we're also excited for the new things that just come along. Um, you know, you just need fresh air sometimes um fresh ideas um we just listen to everybody's ideas and move on especially now school is so challenging um in so many ways there's just so many outside forces um so it's just nice to concentrate on those sources you have in your building um and they appreciate the culture and i think they've been everybody's always been everybody seems to have been in a school where the culture is not the best um so learning from those mistakes and learning what not to do sometimes is just super powerful. All right. You got another follow-up question before I go into my other one. What are like your two <laughs> mistakes you've made? Well, I mean, like people either are like super academic people and they're like about student achievement or they're about culture. And often when people are culture people, they have a really hard time articulating how to make that magic happen. So it's really that sweet spot of finding the blend of the two personalities. And so I'm just super curious and fascinated, Brian, by your story. So what are your mistakes you've learned from? What are your top two? Um, my top two mistakes, <laughs> I would say, is I'm thinking yeah, what I'm saying here. Um, I'm I'm guilty of just wanting to do it all myself um, and not sharing it out or not delegating it out because um, there's a way I'd like to have it done. And so relinquishing relinquishing that control um, and just knowing, hey, I trust you, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. Um, and that's you know, even though I'm thinking of my mind, the back of my mind, oh gosh, I hope it's okay. <laughs> I hope it's okay. Um, but relinquishing really that control and just giving it over to them and not trying to do it all myself, that's a major mistake I made in the beginning. And I tend to fall in that trap occasionally every now and then. Um, so making sure I don't do that. Um, and then second, I would say not being bold when I needed to be bold. 
Um, we talked about that earlier. There's sometimes I'm like, oh, we should have done that, or I wish I would have done that differently. So I think the be bold when I need to be. Those are good. Thank you. All right. So a new question without any more follow-ups on that one. I'll let you, right. I'll let you move on. Um, so looking forward to the 22-23 school year, that just is so hard to articulate right now. Um, what are your personal goals? And then what goals do you have for your school? Oh gosh, personal goals. Let's just said first. Personal goals. My personal goals are to finish my dissertation. So um, that just not to make excuses, but you know, life got in the way, COVID got in the way, and then they just kind of, it's hard to get started on that again. So I may be D and I'm going to have that done. So I'm going to get that done. So that's my personal goal. That's it. Um, I just need to focus everything on that. So that's my goal. Um, my goal for my school is um, we've actually had very little turnover this year, which is a fantastic thing. Um, not a lot of buildings are having that. Um, knock on wood, I'm going to knock on wood. Um, so that's the goal. Um, so my goal is, you know, we have a new AP coming in and just, so we're just going to keep on doing what we're doing. Keep on, keep on, keep on, keep it on. Is that a phrase? Um, so just move <laughs> forward with that. Or a song. Um, sure. And school, our school has kind of been back to normal, really. So I say normal, um, you know, since March. Um, so, you know, that's been nice. We've been able to do some things we haven't been able to do, um, with the pandemic and everything. So, just looking forward to a more normal year without as much controversy. Yeah, we'll take that. Hey, you're a runner, Brian, just like Rachel and myself. Yeah. What do you get from running that maybe helps you as a principal? I, I love to go running. Um, I like to be outside in nature. Um, number one, there's nobody to bother. <laughs> there's no one to no one to ask me a question, no one to need something. Um and so I just like being out and just have that time to think um, and enjoy um, just being out in nature. I usually run with music lots of times. Um, I know some people, and then sometimes I don't. It just kind of depends on my mood or how far I'm going, really. Um, you know, what my goal is for that day or how stressful it's been. But I just like that time to think and be out in nature and just enjoy it. And the challenge of like, oh, you were awful slow or you got to go two more miles, you know, or you can't end at 3.8. You've got to go to four. I mean, we do you tell that. that to yourself or does somebody say, come on, Brian, you can go more. Or this is like the internal dialogue in your head. I'm curious. Yeah. It's mainly my internal dialogue. I usually <laughs> run by myself, except like on the weekends, I have a group I run with. So then it's always like, Hey, we're not done yet. So keep going. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That has me howling with laughter. We're not done yet. I can just like picture you like stopping and they're like, no, 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 we're not done. Keep yeah. it going. So I run with music and then I also sometimes don't. It was right along the same lines. It depends on the mood that I'm in and also kind of the mantra I want to start having kind of plug through my brain with that inner dialogue. But Adam, I don't think I've ever asked you that question. Do you run with music or are you like pure and you just run with the sound of nature and birds in the morning when it's yeah, that's a good question. So my wife and I run together every morning at 5.30 a.m. together. So I obviously don't run with anything because my wife and I are just catching up on our life. Um, like right now I'm training for a 50K. So I'm doing more miles in addition to what my wife and I do. And I actually do listen to podcasts. I'll throw in like one AirPod in my right ear, uh, but never music. I just don't like 
music's like either up or down. And I just like, cause I, you know, I run long, I got to stay steady and just like a two hour podcast. I can get through nice and steady. Oh, that's nice. Um, sometimes I'll go the song on repeat. Cause you're right about how it goes up and down sometimes, but if I can find the right one. Yeah. Oh, I have my playlist. I don't know slow music while you're running. <laughs> no Marvin Gaye. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no slow stuff. <laughs> All right. So we talked about running. We talked about culture. Let's dive into one of um, our favorite topics with Adam and I, books. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I know you're working on your dissertation. I'm not sure if you would quote or reference any of your books that you've done. Maybe, maybe is one of your favorite ones that you've picked up lately. But what would you recommend for your favorite leadership book? for our listeners my favorite leadership book well you know i i mean you two are sitting here um <laughs> i've read all of adam's books i've read i recommend those to everybody all the time um rachel i've not read your book yet my apologies but i did that was my assistant principal's gift when she got her new job i mean that was she leads was the gift i gave her nice. um, i've not had time to read it yet because it's new right so um i've given those to them so um, any of the Dave Burgess books, I think, are fantastic um, as far as leadership books. Um, there's all. And there's one for everybody. I mean, there's just a wide range there. So those those are great. Um, I read Thirst. I think that's a book, I think, from Adam, maybe. I don't know. It's called Thirst. Um, it's a great it's a great read. Um, I don't know if it's a leadership book. But uh, Educate, if you've ever read Educate by Tara Westover, to insane. me, that's just an amazing book. That book is insane. The story. Oh my gosh. And I don't I don't know that that's a leadership book, but that that's an educator book. I mean, if it if you can't put, I mean, you can't put it down. So um every educator should read that book. I think so. When you when you say that, I, I read that book like in two days because I just couldn't put it down because it was it was so insane. I think yeah. from an education standpoint, I take, you know, every family has different things happening at home. Obviously, like she had a lot of different things happening at home that probably would not be the norm. And just yeah. empathy, empathy for kids and for families that just live differently than maybe most people or most of your students. What would you take from it, Brian, from like an educate, educator standpoint? Well, I just, all the obstacles and she just overcame them all. Um, you know, I mean, she had tons of obstacles. So I just think, gosh, I hardly have any obstacles compared to her, um, you know, and she just overcame them all um, and to be successful. And it's all about education and um, just how powerful education is to all kids. Yeah, she did not give up. Hey, we would be remiss to not talk about the NAESP conference. It's happening this summer in Louisville. Brian, we know you're not going to be there, unfortunately. Thankfully, you are taking the time to go on vacation with your family, and it's the same exact time. But we know you've been to past NAESP conferences. Tell the listeners what you've gotten from the conference, connections, learning, just all of it. And if they're not signed up, why they should sign up and go. Yeah, she should definitely go. I recommend it to anybody to go to the national conference because just, I don't, it's like a, um, I don't know, I felt like a stalker a little bit. You know, all these people you read about or follow <laughs> on Twitter and they're like, there they are, there they are. Um, you know, and they'll have meetups. I mean, I just have met so many people at national conference and still connect with them today. And then just the ideas you get. Um, I mean, I still have 
you just come back with so many ideas, you just have to file them away because there's no way you can do them all at one time, you know, and you're just gradually putting in ideas and ideas and ideas. But those connections, I remember doing a Twitter chat in the lounge at the hotel um, and there was a lady sitting next to me and I had no idea who she was. Um, I remember what it was now, honestly. But anyway, I knew her. We knew each other from Twitter. Um, you know, she was a teacher in Florida at the time. Um, and so, I mean, it was great. I mean, right there, we were doing the same Twitter chat. I'm like, wait, I know you because we had communicated on Twitter. Um, and so, yeah, so just those connections and the ideas are amazing. And the energy, um, if you've ever been, the energy, I mean, state conference is great here in Missouri, but the energy at the national conference is just, just amazing. Yeah, naesp.org. There's a little button at the top that says register. I know registration is still open. Louisville is a super fun city. Lots going on. There's the river. I'll be there running. Rachel will be there running and uh, and just hanging out. And I think I'm going to be one of the first people to call you, my friend, when your dissertation is done, because you just have so much to offer, Brian, uh, with mentoring, aspiring leaders, mentoring principals, not just in Missouri, um, but, you know, we got to get you plugged in with NASP and mentorships and, hey, Dave Burgess, are you listening, even writing a book on, hey, building culture, no, taking it from an AP where the culture was not where it should be, working with a principal, because that's a huge mechanism as itself, and then becoming the principal. And like the other question I asked is like still continuing it down there. It's, and there is not just one way, but, you know, what did, what did you do? And what are some things that you do? Because I think it's hard, but also on so many levels, it's it's also super simple if you just do the right things and you do them consistently and you remain calm and you remain focused on, mm -hmm. on the goal. And that's just being awesome for kids and teachers and the, and the community at B Campbell 70. Do yourself a favor, go follow Brian. Brian, so good to talk to you, my friend. I know we met years and years and years and years. We knew each other for years and then we met at Lake of the Ozarks. Yes. Before it was Margaritaville, it was kind yes. of tired. And then Jimmy Buffett bought it and made it Margaritaville. Um, yep. But if you ever need a vacation in Missouri in the Ozarks, it's a really, really cool place. There's a lot going on. Uh, thanks for coming on, my friend, Rachel, yes. as on behalf of NASP. Everybody, thanks for listening to the NASP Principal Podcast. And we hope that you have just an awesome, awesome day.